You're listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church, a relevant biblical community. For more information, visit houstonsfirst.org. We're going to jump into God's Word, and we're going to talk even a little bit more about prayer, because we believe in miracles. So in Siena, in Cyprus, in downtown at the Loop Campus, digital family, even folks listening on the radio, we just want you to join in. If you got your Bible, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6. As we look and see about prayer and about where we're going for this year and what we're going to do. Now, we believe in miracles in our church. We believe in things going together. Don't make sense. Like walking on water. Miracle. Amazing. Feeding 5,000. Miracle. Amazing. Texans in playoff. (laughs) Miracle. Amazing. Right? So incredible. So I'm repping the brand today. We're excited about that today, but just to be able to give us a little testimony of crazy things can happen, right, taking place. But I want to tell you where we're going this year. I'm going to give you a a kind of a package of where we're going, is we're going to celebrate the new year in a pretty amazing, incredible way. And this is how we're going to do it, is we've been going through 1 Timothy. We're going to do 2 Timothy this semester and also Titus. But we're going to start and we're going to have every about quarter, I'm going to preach kind of a one message to give us, in a sense, our New Year resolution to go through. So if you'll grab your listening guide, I want to show you something that this is what we're going to be about. We're just going to take a little bit and then we're going to go for it and then a little bit and go for it. And to be able to have here more in 24 is what we're doing. Now, for busy people, when you hear the word more, that's like the worst word you could possibly hear. Oh, no, more. Pastor, please, not more. We need less in 24 is what we need. But more in 24. I want you to say that with me on the count of three. One, two, three. More in 24. Here's what we're going to do, our four things here. And you look on your listening guide right here. We'll put them on the screen as well. Give a clarity statement so you know what I'm talking about. More purpose. That's what we're going to talk about today. More purpose. Clarity statement. I will grow in my faith through more prayer and Bible engagement. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going to grow in our faith through more prayers, what I'm going to talk about today, and Bible engagement, getting in our Bibles even more. Number two, more peace, clarity statement. I'm too busy and will create margin and seek rest. More peace. Number three, more passion. I will discover and use my gifts and passions to serve my church and share my faith. Number four, more of my people. Now, we love everybody. More of my people, I will love my family and friends in a tangible ways with my focused time and attention. So those are our four mores, and I'm submitting to you that by the end of 2004, if these four mores get about you and get about in your heart, you put this on your fridge and you make this what you're about, and you say, I want more purpose in my life, I want more prayer, I want more Bible engagement, I want more peace, I'm running ragged, I need some margin, I need some rest. I want more passion. I want to know how God created me, how he's gifted me to serve the church, to serve uh, the platforms that God's given you, to share your faith in that, and more my people, to get your friends, your life Bible study, your parents, your, your kids, your grandkids, and get more of your people around you with focused good time of really connecting that in that way. And I submit to you that if we do that in 24, it's going to be a great year. Doesn't mean it's going to be an easy year. Doesn't mean it's going to be a, everything's going to be an awesome year but it means that we're going to be about the right things in the right way. So we're going to kick it off in just a moment with looking at purpose and then our purpose in our life. So how do people kick off New Year's? We all love a new year because we all crave a clean slate. That's That's what's going on in our spirit. We want a clean slate. That only comes through Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sins. 
but a clean slate of a new year. Well, there's some crazy ways to kick off a new year. You know what they do in Thailand? This is what they do in Thailand. One city in Thailand, they have a three-day water gun fight is what they have. So somehow the middle schoolers got involved in the parliament there or something, I don't know. And they got a three-day deal where they just do a bunch of water gun fights, which is great. Then if you go to the Dutch, they jump in on January 1st into ice cold water. There they have it to wake them up for the new year. Now, that's about as crazy as we get in Houston as we watch the New York fireworks is what we do at 11 o'clock so we can go to sleep, right? So that's what we're doing. So there's some crazy things that are out there, but I want to give you a crazy way in some people's eyes, we're going to start the year. We're going to start the year with prayer and fasting. Now, some of your coworkers may think that's sillier than jumping in a bunch of ice water. They may think that's a crazy water gun fight, but we're not fighting with water guns. We're fighting the enemy and the evil that comes against us with our prayer and with our fasting. So it may seem crazy to you, maybe something you've never done before. If that's the case, I want you to just go with me, follow me on this journey and jump in. We want 100% participation. I want everybody to jump in because it will be a blessing to you. It'll be a blessing to the church. It'll be a blessing to the things that you're praying about and God will use it. So we're gonna look in chapter six of Matthew and we're gonna look at prayer and fasting. Now, chapter six of Matthew is pretty incredible. You could, you could just the whole chapter is amazing. I wish I could just preach the whole thing today. But here's where we're gonna start in verse five is where we're gonna start. Verse five, here's what it says. It says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. To be seen by people, I assure you, they've gotten their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret. We're gonna see that later too. And your father who is in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the idolaters or the Gentiles, since they imagine that they will be heard by their many words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Here's our first point. Our purpose is found in invisible power, not visible praise. If you want to talk about more purpose in 2024, it's not living for man's eyes. It's living for God's eyes. It's not living for man's will. It's living for God's will. It's not living for your flesh. It's living for what your spirit is calling you to do. And so we see here in the scripture in Matthew chapter six, he begins with giving and he says, now I want you to give, this is verses one through four. I want you to give, but I don't want you to give for men to see it. I want you to give for God to see it. And then he says, I want you to pray. Now, I don't want you to pray for men to hear it. I want you to pray for God to hear it. So what he's saying here is this. I want you to give for God's eyes and I want you to pray for God's ears. I want you to give for God's eyes and I want you to pray for God's ears because our purpose is in invisible power. Your God, your Father will see in secret your prayers and he will reward you in secret. God will do things and he will move in amazing ways. And we stand up and be like, man, look at my prayer. Look how awesome I am. Look at what I'm giving. All of those sort of things. He's like, no, that's not what it's about. I want your heart to be about me. I want you to be in love with me so much that my view and my heart, it's not about people pleasing in 2024, it's about God pleasing. And it pleases God for us to spend time in prayer. Our world is just calling out to us that the only people that matter are the ones that get the most visible praise. And I'm just telling you the 
The, the Time Magazine Person of the Year is the person that's been in their prayer closet. The Time Magazine Person of the Decade, whatever it is, the, the, the big award that you were getting, whatever it is, I'm not picking on anybody, I'm just saying that in the secret places, that's where God is at work. And that's where God is doing something. He calls us to the secret places and our world lifts up visible praise and discourages normal living. And I'm just telling you, most of us are just normal people, but we have an extraordinary God. And when we get on our knees before him and we lift up to him and we say, God, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what else is going on. I'm calling out to you. That's Matthew chapter six that's coming about. Don't be in on the street corners. Don't do it just in the church when everybody's watching, but let God be the one that you choose. Jesus over and over chose intimacy with God. He chose solitude with God. He chose quietness with God. Do you have times of quietness with the Lord? Do you have times of solitude in your life? Yes. Solitude with God in your life. You spend time with him. I was going through my 2023 journal. It's always good to reflect on the year before. And so what I'm doing is I'm I'm reading my journal and then I'm writing down at the back of that same journal little maybe phrases that, that, uh, verses or something that kind of stuck with me. I thought, you know, I need to remember that. And I wrote it down. So I made it to about June. That's all I've gotten through so far. And one of the things I wrote down was this. It was based on Psalm 46, verse 10, when I was on my sabbatical time this summer. And it said this, the quieter the environment, the louder God. The quieter the environment, the louder God is. So I just wanna encourage us, our muscle memory is not to still our hearts. It's really hard to still our hearts. Our muscle memory is to grab more screens, to grab more food, to grab more action, to fill the calendar more and more. I wanna encourage us that our muscle memory this week in particular to set us on the course of the, the year would be to be able to slow back down and say, Lord, let me spend time with you. A.W. Tozer was a famous author and pastor and this is what was said about him. Uh, one biographer said this, he spent more time on his knees than he did at his desk. His tombstone basically says four words, a man of God is what it says. Prayerful, prayerful man. Intimacy and provision is what we're looking for. There was a a story told of a missionary couple that was coming back from Africa. They'd spent their life in Africa. They had spent all of their resources in Africa. They were coming back on the ship across the ocean. They were discouraged. They were wounded in a sense emotionally. They were in a bad physical uh, condition. They were in a bad financial condition. And on the same ship was Teddy Roosevelt. He was coming back from a hunting trip. And they stood there on the rail as they pulled into the United States and the bands were ready for Teddy Roosevelt. And, and, and the, the mayor was there to give him the key to the city. And there was a speech to be made and everybody clapped and there was, you know, ticker tape kind of stuff. Everybody was celebrating. And they sat there as a missionary couple looking off, watching Teddy Roosevelt exit. And the husband was really discouraged. He said to the wife, he said, why, we've been, we spent our whole life in Africa for the gospel and nobody's here to greet us. He goes on a hunting trip and it's this huge national party. And she said, as all good godly wives do, honey, why don't you go pray about that a little bit? So he prayed about it. He came back with a smile and she said, what What happened? He said, the Lord reminded me I'm not home yet. I'm not home yet. See, God's at work and God bless Teddy Roosevelt and all that. But God's at work in our hearts in ways that the world might not celebrate. And I'm telling you, that's great. That's good for us. That makes a difference in us. 
because he leads into this place of, of kind of a, a behind the scenes prayer, if you will, to then lean into the next place where we're gonna get to, you've heard it before, it's the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is amazing. I mean, you, you might not even be a believer in Christ and you've heard of the Lord's Prayer. And so let me read it to you. Here it is in verse nine and following. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Our purpose is found in invisible power, not visible praise. And the Lord's prayer meets all of our needs. When you look at the Lord's prayer, it meets all of our needs. It says, holy is your name. I know who God is. It says, make a provision for me in my daily bread. It says, help me with my sin. Forgive me of my sins. Don't lead me into temptation. Keep me from the evil one. Help me to be a forgiver. Let let your kingdom come and let earth look like heaven. And being able to let God do his work, it tells us everything we need. Now, when I was a kid, I would pray the Lord's Prayer every night. I trusted Christ at 16, so I wasn't even a believer in Christ at this point, but I'd pray the Lord's prayer every night, and then I'd pray kind of my own prayer every night. And I got where I was an Olympic gold medalist at the Lord's prayer. I mean, I could knock that thing out full tilt. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Give us the trespass. So we forget those trespass against the leaders. Not as if they believers. We for the eyes, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Give me five, give me five, give me 10, give me 10, one, 25. God didn't put this on the lips of Jesus to be a rote prayer that's unthought about. He gave us this prayer so that we could ponder in our hearts how Jesus is instructing us to pray. It's not the only prayer we pray by any means. It's just a nice template of us saying, in our hearts, hallowed, holy, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom. Has the Lord's Prayer been lost on you somewhere through the years? And as we enter this week of prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you. I'm going to tell you how we'll do it in a little bit, but we're going to take different increments, 15-minute slots, 100% participation in our church. I want to encourage you this week to begin each one of your slots with the Lord's Prayer. Just begin it with the Lord's Prayer. Just, Just get that oil back in the gears for you. Get that gas back in the engine for you. Get you ready to be able to walk it out. So I want us to start today. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer today together, all together in unison. Now, we're going to go old school. We're going KJV is what we're doing. Here we go. We're going thee and thine, and we're going trespasses instead of debtors, okay, just so you know. And we're just going to say it together, not in Olympic, run the race, gold medal. We're going to say it from our hearts. We're going to kick off the first Sunday of church of this year with the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to put it up on the screens, and you might not, not even need it. That's great. Just close your eyes, but you say it with me in a way that we're able to have our hearts see that there's everything you need is right here in this prayer. Ready? Let's say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Doesn't that sit well in you?
that feel good in you? Isn't that the right words to be speaking to heaven? See, the Lord's Prayer meets all of our needs right where we are. And what we're going to do is we're going to have prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to pray in 15-minute increments. You're going to sign up. I want everybody to take, if you will, take your bookmark, lift it up. Sienna, Cypress, downtown campuses, lift it up as well. Wave it at me so I know you got it. All right, there you go. You got it. You didn't get it on the way in. You can get it on the way out. On the back side, I want you to look at the more orange side. There's a QR code there, and you can sign up for a 15-minute prayer commitment. You pick out when it is, 24 hours. You just pick out what time works and be able to do that. I'm signed up, just I want to be your leader. I'm signed up for a prayer slot every single day of this week, okay? So I'm, I'm praying every single day this week and lifting up uh, the, the words of the Lord, praying the prayer of, of the Lord's prayer, praying for some things I'll tell you at the end, all that. So we're gonna be praying for that. So 100% participation. You just sign up for a place there. Now, let me tell you what, last year we did this. Let me just tell you the fruit of this, which has been pretty cool to think about. Last year we did it. We had 7,138 slots taken, which resulted in 107,000 minutes, which was 1,787 hours, which was 74 days of prayer which is 2.5 months, basically, on a 30-day month. So we prayed in one week, our church, two and a half months of continual prayer. We just packaged it all together. So you may be like, 15 minutes, what am I going to pray about for 15 minutes? Well, you go to the website, we're going to send you a link, we'll send you an email, we'll tell you some things to pray about, and you just go for it. Some of you are like, 15 minutes isn't too long, There's, or isn't in enough time. Keep on going, that's great. Keep on going, you pray all you want. But to be able to get that, so 100% participation, all of us jumping in to pray and to seek God and to say, Lord, we want to do that because we want to get quiet before you and we want to lift it up. Your prayer may be something of your home. Your prayer may be something of your workplace. Your prayer may be something of your health. Your prayer may be something of, of, of a friend that you're praying for. We want you to have a personal prayer. But we also want you to have a prayer for the church and what God's doing through our church and our city, our nation, and our world. We put those two things together and we pray for these prayer increments all week long, God's going to be on the move. Today is Scripture Memory Sunday. I put the verse of Scripture that we're going to memorize it's down at the very bottom on the other side of the bookmark. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Second Timothy chapter 1. We're going to be there, verse 7, pretty soon. And so take that. When you get afraid, I don't know, am I going to be able to make that prayer? Am I going to... God's not giving you a spirit of fear. You just keep on walking. So letting God do something great. But we're not only going to do that, we're also going to pray, or excuse me, we're also going to fast. We're going to fast. Here's the verse or the, the quote I want to give you of, of fasting. The point I want to give you is this. Here's the fasting. No distraction, meals and media, no prayer. See it? N-O, distraction. K-N-O-W, prayer. Look at where we see this in the Scripture. Verse 14 is where we'll start, just so we can read the whole passage, talk about forgiveness. It's not saying that you're forgiven by works. It's just saying if God's forgiven you, then you should forgive others. If you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But don't forgive others. If you don't forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your offenses. Here it is, verse 16. When you fast, doesn't say if, says when. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites. So we fast with a smile, not a frown. For they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. That means put on your makeup, ladies, is what that's saying right there, okay? 
so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret. Have we seen that phrase before, in secret? And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Same thing we saw in verse six. So we're gonna have a time, not just a prayer, but a fasting as well. We're gonna disconnect for some things so that we can deeper, more deeply connect with other things. Disconnect from some things of the world to dis, to connect with some things of heaven. And we've done this for years. Last six years, we did Daniel fast, and that was awesome. Then last year, we did a Daniel feast. Can I celebrate a, a year of Jubilee? And that was awesome. Everybody seemed to like the feast more than the fast, but I won't go there. Um, but it was great. And then this year, we're doing something a little bit different because it was on my heart. I don't think it's a hamburger that's got our heart so much. I think it's media that's got our heart so much. I think the problem's scrolling, not salads. And so I want you to look here on this bookmark again. We've tried to make it as easy for you. It's on the prayer uh, and fasting section of our website. It's the first thing you'll see on the website, so it's not hard to find. I want to walk you through this each day. And what we're talking about here is not the legalism, but the heart, not the law, but the spirit of the law. We're trying to pull ourselves away. So I know some of this is going to be a little tough. We'll go through it. Here we go. First one, Scripture Memory Sunday. We talked about that. Monday. Social media less Monday. That's tomorrow. Social media less Monday. So students, I've been told to tell you this. Hit your streak in the morning and then get away from it, okay? Not totally sure what all that means, but that's what you should do, okay? So we're going to do that. So this means Facebook. We're going to be off Facebook. We're going to be off Instagram. We're going to be off Snapchat. We're going to be off TikTok. We're going to be off, you know, X. We're going to be off all these things, whatever it is. And we're going to be off all of that for media-less, social media-less Monday. Can you go a day? Can you go a day? You've got 364 more. Can you go a day? TV-free Tuesday is going to be Tuesday. That counts with Netflix too, okay? Just so you know, all right? Some of y'all turn on the TV in the morning and it doesn't go off till you go to bed. What could God say? What could God say if it was off? TV-free Tuesday. Wednesday, webless Wednesday. We're going to stay off the internet on Wednesday. Apps, same thing, okay? We'll just try to find a workaround. It's the heart of the issue. We're going to stay off the web. This was requested by all the husbands in the room because of all the Amazon Prime deliveries that have been received over Christmas, okay? So it could also be called Save Money Wednesday is what it could be, all right? So webless Wednesday, H2O Thursday. We're just going to drink water on Thursday. You can eat, but no coffee, no Cokes, no tea. We're just going for water on that. I wanted to name it. I brought it to our team. I said, let's call it Thirsty Thursday. They said, Pastor, you don't know this. That's what the bars call happy hour on Thursday. And I'm like, you're right. I don't know that. And aren't you glad that I don't know that? So we're going only water on Thursday, which is going to be great. Then fasting Friday, that's going to be when we're going to go without food, okay? We're going to fast 24-hour fast to be able to say we're going without it, and we're going to fast there. And then screen-free Saturday. We're going to try to break from our laptops, iPads, our phones, TV. We're just going to, hopefully it'll be a pretty day and you can get outside. We're just going to be screen-free. Now, I know you can't do all of these perfections. So you're like, how am I going to do my job if I'm not on the web on Wednesday? How's that going to happen? Am I going to have to get fired for this thing to be spiritual? We got a family in our church, their daughter's getting married on Saturday, and it's a rehearsal dinner on Friday. I'm not expecting them to fast Friday at the rehearsal dinner, right? That's not going to work. So you got to make this your own. You got to look at it. If the Texans end up on the playoffs on Saturday, 
I'm watching the game, okay? I just tell you how it's got to go. <laughs> now, I'm going to figure it out another way, move some days around, okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not trying to shove you into legalism, but I'm not, I'm also not trying to prevent sacrifice in your life, okay? You see it? Can you hit the balance? Because if you get about the heart of it, you'll walk into the sacrifice and you won't walk into the legalism. And so it's not just willpower, willpower, willpower. It's God's power. It's about prayer and fasting. It's connecting. It's peanut butter and jelly, putting them together. And so that's what we want to be about. We want to be about fasting and letting go of the psychological needs that we think we have, of the technological needs that we have, of the the hunger needs that we have. You know, there's over 70 references to fasting in the Bible. Moses, Elijah, Esther, Ezra, Job, David, Daniel, Peter, Paul, even Jesus, fasting. And it's a blessing. And so if that seems like a crazy New Year's how to start it out, like a water gun fight and jumping in cold water, I just want to tell you, it's crazy, but it's a blessing. And it's a journey because you're going to connect with God in that way. So take this, pray about this, memorize that scripture. Don't don't let God be, uh, don't let this be something you're afraid of for God has given you not a spirit of fear, but a power, love and sound judgment and walk into it like, like that. And so I just want us with a smile, let's embrace this. Let's go for it on this. What could God do? What could God do? He can move in a powerful way. See, it's not just removing something, but adding prayer. Use your craving as a prayer time. Your muscle memory is going to want to reach for that phone. It's going to open up that laptop. It's going to turn on that TV. It's going to grab that hamburger. It's going to grab that stuff. You're going to feel hunger, pain. It's not just removing something. It's adding something. So Lord, the time I used to spend on Facebook, what if I got on my knees and spent with you and prayed? I promise you that's going to be a blessing to you. So I'm not just removing, I'm adding and I'm using that craving that I get to say, God, I need you. Lord, I need you. I want you. Now, it elevates our heavenly needs over our earthly needs. Now, let me ask you this. If you don't want to do this, let me ask you, why? Why? I don't like people telling me what to do. Well, that's called pride. And you need to take that to the Lord. Well, I don't know if I got time for that. Well, then you're too busy if you're too busy for God. And I'm not trying to be a smart aleck with you. I'm just trying to tell you, really look in your heart. If you're repelling against, or, you know, kind of repelling back from this, why would you not want to spend time with God in this way? Why would you not want to join with thousands of your brothers and sisters in Christ to go arm in arm and, the beginning of the new year to say, God, we need you. Have you not been paying attention? Do you think we don't need God in this place? We need God. So let's go together. Let's go with him in that. And here's how we're going to do it. Be as specific as I can. We're going to sign up for a prayer slot and we're going to follow the fast, okay? You make it your own. You figure it out how it is. It's about the heart, not about the law, but we're going to sign up in 100% participation. Give it a shot, young and old to be able to walk with God in this way, to be able to pray and fast. And the two things that you'll pray for, I put it in your listening guide there, a personal plea is your first one. Who do you need to be interceding for? What's going on in your life? What's a personal plea that you just want to be like, God, this week, I'm going after it on your behalf. I'm asking you. If you don't have a personal plea, you can't figure it out, insert my friend Steve. You pray for him this week. That's what I'm going to do. Y'all are going to be my plea.
And then secondly, to be able to say, on behalf of our church, Lord, would you increase our impact to the city, the nation, and the world? We'll give specific things. Our staff's going to meet together. Each day, we're going to meet together as staff, and we're going to pray each day. We're going to pray for these things. We're going to just call it out to the Lord and ask God to do it. So pray for those things. Perfect timing as it would happen. Uh, a quote I want to give you, and then a, a last illustration, and we're done. It's a quote from the pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church that was previous to Pastor Steve, and his name was Adrian Rogers, and he said this, the church advances on its knees. Few things are talked about more in church than prayer, yet relatively few saints know and experience the marvels of prayerful intercession. Hear this, great sentence. Satan sneers at our schemes, mocks at our methods, laughs at our learning, but is paralyzed by our praying. And so we're coming, church, with fasting and prayer. And I just ask you, are you with me? You gonna do this? We gonna do this together? Are you with me? Let's do it together. Let's go together, arm in arm, to see God work this thing out. Let me give you a last illustration and we'll wrap it up. Prayer and fasting, more in 24. That's where we're going. That's what we're about. That's what we're asking for. Take the listening guide, put it on your refrigerator. Make these your four New Year's resolutions if you need to have more at 24. So I got to kick off the new year in a great way. Uh, my family went to Atlanta. We went to the Passion Conference in Atlanta. And that was amazing. 55,000 college students in the, the, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Atlanta Falcons play and worshiping Jesus like getting after it, worshiping Jesus for, for like three days. It's awesome. It's amazing. And so we were there and we got to be a part of it. We got to go several, several times. It's a blessing when we get to go. And we're there and it was the morning session and we're singing the, uh, the song Agnes Day. It's about the holiness of God. And we're singing out and the worship team just stops singing and they just get on their face and it literally went about 20 minutes longer than it should. And so it was just, it was a moment of worship. And what happened was, is they stopped, the students, when they was quiet, the students in one little pocket way up in like section 621 kind of thing, they start singing the chorus of the song about the holiness of God. And it goes to the next section and the next section and the next section till finally the whole stadium is now singing a cappella, driven by students. Worship leaders had stopped. And now we're on our face. They're on their face on the, on the platform of just worshiping God. And it just goes on. It's a, it was, it was so powerful. Let me show you a picture. There was one window that the sun was coming through. I want to show you the picture I took. You see the worship leaders on their face? And as I was sitting there from my seat, I took that picture. And I was like, I just felt like the, the, the Lord was just shining his light on the platform. Do you see it in that moment right there? It was a powerful, incredible moment of just singing the holiness of God. And then I, to, to go, uh, you could... I'll show you the picture again in just a second. But then I got the, my cell phone. I typically keep it right here in my right pocket. So that's where I keep it, right there. Sometimes my back pocket, but usually right here. So I'm worshiping with the holiness of the Lord. I'm like, wow, what a moment, 55,000 college students. This is incredible here in this acapella. It's just, man. So I'm like, man, I don't recognize the number. Ah, holiness. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to be distracted. And you know when somebody, when you don't get it and then they call right back, you start thinking, what happened, right? You're not thinking telemarketer at this point. At least I'm not. I'm like, did somebody get hurt? Is something going on at the church? Did somebody die? What, what's going on? So I'm shivering again and I look, it's the same number. And I'm like, 
So I pull out and I text real quick. Can't answer phone right now. What do you need? I put it back in my pocket. Invalid text number. So it didn't, the text didn't go through. It's gone to voicemail. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not answering my phone. I don't care. I'm in a holy moment with God. I'm not answering the phone. They're gonna have to figure it out later, but I'm not answering the phone. And so I was like, you know, this is the part like where missionary biographies, and he did not do this. He turned and has set his face like flint and went this way, right? So I'm like, okay, chapter three of Greg Mott, uh, you know, book, uh, no. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So then I did do this. I have to admit this because y'all do this to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to just let you know I did it too. So I sit down when the message starts and I read the transcript of the voicemail just for a minute. Nobody was praying. They were just getting, you know, just getting going. I, I, so I look at it. I read it and I listen to the voicemail later. You know what the call was about? The panic call that came two or three times. It was from the small engine repair place where I dropped off a chainsaw and they were letting me know that a part could not be ordered and it was going to take a little bit longer. Now, first of all, do I look like a guy that knows anything about chainsaws to begin with? I mean, can you see me with a chain? What am I going to cut down in the city of Houston to begin with, right? But we got it from Kelly's dad, and so I had it. It didn't work. I figured I should get it fixed at least so we could put it in the shed, and it was actually, you know, the garage, it would work, you know, if I ever needed it one day, but I don't hope I don't ever need it one day, but um, be able to have that. So here I am. I almost missed a holy moment with God over a chainsaw repair. And God convicted my heart. How many times have I missed with God because the phone's been ringing or the TV's been on or the webcast has been, whatever it is, just insert. How many chainsaw moments have you chosen over? Let's put the picture up. The light of Jesus and the praises of God. And I'm calling you church to put down your chainsaw. That's not gonna do you a bit of good anyway. And let it be. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it will all be there the next week. They'll all be there. Nothing will be new. I'll be there. But I almost missed that holy moment with God. Oh, God, hang on. I, I got to get out right now. Let me see what, yeah, what, can, what, what can I do for you? Okay. I'm not sure what a cylinder is. Uh, okay. I, boom. Boom. Yes. Will you go with me, church, this week? Will you kick off 2024 in this way? It'll cost you, should cost you. It's called sacrifice. It's called choosing something greater and letting God do something. So go. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church. We invite you to worship with us at one of our four locations at The Loop, Cypress, Downtown, or Siena. Follow us on social media or visit us online at houstonsfirst.org.